Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips, and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who have made this podcast possible. Makers of stellar gas permeable lenses and the oh-so-incredible custom-stable scleral lens. In case you're wondering, I'm on the East Coast. My name is Dr. James Diem, and I'm joined by none other than Dr. Roya Habibi, repping the West Coast. Roya, what is up? I think we need to change our intro song to more of like a drum roll to my name. You feel the, the, the lead up, the... <laughs> intensity the excitement people are like probably speeding if they're driving and they're like just yeah they're like to bang on things they're so excited they're like <laughs> yeah. oh Roya's coming and they're yes. like on their side of the screen Roya Habibi yeah. like with you yeah I think so too that's oh, so good on that level of excitement we got some other brilliant news who wants an easy $500 me duh <laughs> I'm definitely doing this. But for our listeners, we have an extra uber special October contest going on. Who better than our amazing sponsors, Valley Contacts? They have offered to help us with this fun contest. To be entered, you have to listen through the episode because we are going to say a secret word. It's going to come at the least time you may expect it so you better listening closely but that word is going to unlock a promo code you have to get that code by going over to valleycontacts.com slash tn2b it'll be linked on our episode but you can every time you place a lens order you use this promo code for the week and there is no limit on the number of times you can uh, enter. So every lens you order enter this code and you are going to be in the running for 500 bucks check it out Okay, so there, there's a new thing <laughs> that I wow. want to bring up. Don't, don't get it's so descriptive. Hashtag iNews. So do you use a questionnaire survey? Definitely. In fact, two of them. Shut up. I do. You're lying. I, I mean, what else do you do at the Center for Eye Comfort? We need an extra Ooh, thorough evaluation. point. <laughs> how long, when do you do it and how does it get implemented? This is... Whenever I do dry eye talks, we do, you know, you and I do a good bit of dry eye talks out in public. So I'm sure we all talk about questionnaires. But, you know, more recently, I have been just getting real with people and saying, look, I tell people about this, but I don't do it. We need to do it. I don't do it. So to give me a little, when do you give it to the patient? Do you, when do you review it? Do you talk to them about it? Can you give me a good question. five second, 50,000 view on that? So 50, basically, I have view? one page that I've condensed the things that you actually score for both the OSDI and the speed survey. And basically the patient has what, 12 plus eight questions to answer. So not that much. And they're just circling symptoms. And then I have two numbers for them for their symptoms. And I tell my patient, in fact, for a comprehensive, for patients who are coming in for what we call a uh, dry eye workup or for the center for eye comfort. I have special slots for that in my schedule because I do a lot, a little more time for those appointments when they come in for those for the first time, I always get it done. And then any general follow-up, I try and do it. And my front desk has them fill it out as they're checking in. So they check in and they fill it out or my technician, if they haven't filled it out yet, when she leaves the room as she's finishing, uh, her workup, she gives them the survey to fill out while they're waiting for me. So it's perfect. It's not like inconvenient to the patient sitting there anyway. But anyway, what I think is great is that it's actually saved me so many times when people are like, this isn't working. This isn't what is going on. Uh, Why am I not getting better when I can show them or let's say they start cyclosporin and I can show them, look, your OSDI score is half of what it was before. They may say, oh, well, it's kind of hard to answer the question. But it's still your answer, and it's still just another piece to the pie, and it really does help. Okay. When you said cyclosporin, I immediately thought of sequa. <laughs> anyway, um, so you wanted to say it. I, I did. We haven't said it. In <laughs> it's a while. been a while. So, Are we ever going to yeah. say it? I'm not sure. For real, it's, it's it's actually out now. What prescriptionable? It is out. It is prescriptionable. It is out now. Where maybe- is my rep? It's coming. Like samples should be in your room. Yeah, it's done. It's ready. It's out. So you, you have samples are, in your room. I was told I'm going to get them in literally two days. I'm not even kidding. I'm pissed. 
and maybe I'm wrong, you know, who knows? And maybe I'll get, you know, lambasted for saying this, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's out and we're getting samples. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So (laughs) just like January, 2019 available. So anyway, um, tangent, did you know, reback going that the OSDI, which is the gold standard for, for, um, dry eye evaluation was actually first brought about sponsored by Allergan. I, mm-hmm. I recently learned that. And obviously they needed to come up with some way to, you know, measure dry eye symptoms. It, in, interestingly, they never utilized it in, in Restasis original uh, studies, but lots of refresh studies and, and other things. Anyway, problem also, with OSDI. Also, quick side, side note, the speed yeah. survey was made by Tear Science. Exactly. I was just about to say that. You took the words right <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm enough. sorry. I stole your thunder. I really was about to say that. Thunder, so, and, and the reason because, you know, they wanted to come up with a symptom analysis that was shorter, quicker, more to the point, and um, equally as effective to evaluate lipoflow, right? Obviously. Yeah. And to be fair, really quickly on that is I find that my patients that have more of a inflammatory or like aqueous deficient style tear or dry eye, they score much Which, higher in the OSDI. I don't even know what that is, an aqueous deficient dry I, I don't eye. really either, but basically an inflammatory dry eye is basically right, how I think fine. of it, um, as opposed to a evaporative dry eye, i.e. my bony and gland dysfunction, <sighs> um, ocular rosacea, like those categories, okay. score much higher on speed. And sometimes actually one will be really high, one will be low, and that's kind of sometimes- Is this in research that you're quoting, or is this Center for Eye Comfort- uh, experience. Well, it is partially anecdotal for me, but if you look online, people will say that as well. It's online? I mean, you know, on the blogs. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's on the interwebs? Duh, All right, then it's real. <laughs> so there's an OSDI, OSDI 2.0. That's the, the point we're getting to here, right? Exactly. You you actually educated me about this, right? You you brought it up. I brought that truth. Sort of, I'm setting the stage for you. Right. So tell me a little bit more about it. So it's shorter. It's a shorter version and a simplified scoring. It's now called the OSDI-6. Not to be confused with the iPhone 11. Which <laughs> Don't need. tangent again. We need to complete this. <laughs> Created sorry. by Dr. Heiko Polt and Dr. Professor Dr. James Wolfshin. They basically have people complete the OSDI and it's their new and improved OSDI 6. That's actually, oh, I was going to say a five item. No, they compared it to also the DEQ5. Right. And they basically found that um, the shortened questionnaire was so accurate and repeatable, suggesting is a good alternative um, to use in research and in clinical practice. My point to that is like six questions versus 12 when you're already kind of in the flow of how you're answering the questions, not that big of a deal difference, Yeah. but um, whatever. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's shorter, nice to shorter know. paper. I didn't, I didn't know it was out. And um, certainly, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, I have my um, public health degree, a big part. They actually took a class on creating a survey. Um, holy crap. There's so much science behind, you know, determining whether or not a survey is valid. Oh yeah. And, uh, very difficult to come up with the correct, you know, terminology and the right way to answer the questions. So you're not leading yep. people to answer a certain way. So, you know, certainly respect when somebody validates a survey. It's, it's hard work. Yeah. I mean, they took out some questions too. There's now, essentially it's the same, um, it's the same general questions, but they nixed a couple of them, if that makes sense. Mm. So yeah. now instead of having questions like, uh, do your eyes feel bad while working on a computer or ATM machine? <laughs> that was an option if you ever noticed that. That's off. That's <laughs> no longer one, on the, are the you, ATM is machine. Is that just wondering like ATM machine <laughs> I don't know. Workers? Why? I, I have no idea. Um, reading was taken off, although that seems like an important one to me. Um now it still says windy conditions, low humidity, but they took off air-conditioned areas, which I guess that's kind of the same as low humidity. And they also took off like all the multiple variations of how you say if your eyes are are uncomfortable. Okay, like they now have sensitive to light or blurred vision. They don't have anything about gritty, sore. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but they mm. have sensitive to light and blurred vision, which is sort of mm. interesting. 
It's interesting. How? They took some of the questions that I would think that maybe would be more important, but maybe not. Yeah, I think I don't believe in the OSDI tune. <laughs> First, you had me sold. Now I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> Sorry, know. Professor Dr. James <laughs> Wolfshun. Anyway. Anywho. Iris implants. Tell those... me all about them. Yes. So iris implants. Have you ever seen one in practice? I've No, I've not seen that. We don't have those here in Pennsylvania. Definitely <laughs> People not. there aren't vain, just only on the West Coast. I've yes. seen them actually <laughs> a few times, not that it's many, bad. like two or three maybe. Really? Um, yeah, actually. I actually saw a patient who had aniridia who had one in. Okay, well, that's cool. a different story. I know, but that was not good either. But also I had saw another person that had one implanted that was getting it taken out. That was back at Oregon Health and Science University at KCI. Were and they saw... implanted in the U.S.? No, Mexico. None of them. I don't know about the aniridia patient, but anyways. Okay. Regardless, they had to, the one was taking it out, and I think I saw one other one just like a random time. But which is pretty cool. So they did a study where they sent out questionnaires to all ophthalmology departments in university hospital settings and to private ophthalmologists, okay? And there were 44 collected questionnaires. They were responding to 87 patients. And essentially they were asking, did you have any, did did the patient experience any complications? Um, What was the complication? Did anyone get diagnosed with glaucoma? Um, What was the visual acuity? Things like that. And essentially of the 60, they analyzed 65 eyes and only five eyes, i.e. 7%, did not experience any complications from this iris implant. So those blue eyes that people wanted, hmm. 93% of the time had at least one complication. Or sorry, 92.3%. There was corneal decompensation in 78.5% of the patients. And glaucoma was diagnosed in more than half of the patients. It's crazy. And this is funny. They noted this. Explanation was needed in 82% of the cases, meaning like- I think this that's was a... ex- explantation, like removal. <laughs> yeah. I think they did. I think an explanation was deserved in 100% of cases. Yeah. Like, why the F did you do this to me? That's the explanation. Explantation, good call. But I think that's explantation. Good thing I keep like, notes and can't read my own notes. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're a team. We help each other out. So. And explanation. Just yeah, and also an explanation. <laughs> we want an explanation about why you took it out. 100% of the time, though. <laughs> Anyways, not cool. Yeah. No, never cool. You know, cool. it's really funny. I just have to say Get this a for a minute. Patrick, my husband, thinks that color, changing the eye color is so cool in concept. He, he literally talks it. about it all the time. I mean, whenever he, we talk about eyes. He's going to come up with He's some like, someday you'll just be able to say, I want to be blue-eyed today. I want to be green-eyed today. And yeah. you can just change eye colors. And I was like, well, I mean, you kind of can. It's called a contact, but it yeah. still looks kind of tacky. And he's like, no, like we're going to have the technology that you can snap your fingers and change your eye color. Hmm. And I was like, I don't know. That seems pretty low on the totem pole of what to do. but Like solving world <laughs> baby cancer. You know, hunger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Baby cancer. Yeah, yeah. those things. Yeah, lots of things. Fixing glaucoma seems pretty important, but maybe we'll yeah. figure out iris color first. That that seems cool. Figure it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, I saw, I thought maybe it'd be worth talking about a non-optometry topic. Yeah, we haven't talked about that in a long time. Yeah, although it's like, you know, medically related, so I think it's worth noting. Then but... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> right. Purdue Pharma. Oh, yeah. The makers of OxyContin. Uh, this is old news at this point now, but they are filing for bankruptcy or filed for bankruptcy. Um, if anyone has been hiding under a rock and doesn't know what I'm talking about, I will let you know that they are the centerpiece to uh, what everyone believes is the huge source of the uh, opioid epidemic and reason why a lot of people are either addicted or overdosing and dying from opioid use. But basically... Purdue Pharma has essentially been the centerpiece or what everyone is pointing to for thousands of settlements or cases against the company for this crisis. And essentially as a, I guess, legal tactic, what they've done is they have filed for bankruptcy to essentially try and shield themselves or protect themselves from what I see as over 2,600 federal and state lawsuits, which is crazy, I think. 
Um, many of the lawsuits are actually coming out of Massachusetts, which is a huge center um, or like percentage of the number of people that are suffering from opioid um, epidemics there. I, it sounds weird how I said it that way. Opioid crisis. Um, a lot of the Northeast, in fact. But um, but yeah, it's kind of an interesting concept. Luckily, we most of us don't have to prescribe or don't prescribe opioids. But I don't know. What do you think about all this, Jimmy? I, th- I think it's uh, sickening. And, um, you know, in private practice and in in healthcare, being one-on-one with patients, you know, it's uh, something that I hear about and see affecting people's lives every single day. Um, I had a patient today break down in tears, an older woman, she's in her 70s, uh, break down in tears about her grandson who's in jail uh, because he's, you know, addicted to heroin. Her, His mom uh, had pain pill problems, still has a pain pill problem also addicted to heroin. Um friend of mine recently told me her her aunt whom, you know, I've been at parties with many many times and by parties I mean like birthday parties for like one and two year olds uh who is like a 50-year-old woman never in a million years would have thought anything. You know, she was recently in the newspaper because she got found in a uh local uh Salvation Army dressing room with her purse left it there and there was uh heroin in the purse and cotton oxycontin pills. So it's the bottom line is, you know, this this whole thing, the the need for pain control was oversold and, you know, doctors went crazy with it. And there it's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. So I, I think I'm oversimplifying it for sure, but whew, I don't know. You I know, don't know I think if about they're to blame. Like I don't I don't know who's to blame, but I feel like we need like I, I wish I could just say no more. Right. <laughs> Oxycontin's gone. Like there you cannot solve your pain your pain problem with that medicine. Can't it's, do it. There's a really interesting you know, I think about, for instance, let's think about even a ER doc that's prescribing, um, that's prescribing a pain pill, a preparacane for patients when they're hurting. Like, let's say they have a cornea uh, mm-hmm. abrasion and they're prescribing that. Are they doing that on purpose? No, they're trying to help them, and they feel like right. that's uh, genuine yeah. treatment, right? Yeah. So like they'll follow up with somebody and and you know they'll take care of the rest of it. We're going to help you get to the next level. Right. Next stage. And by the time they get to the next stage, corny is fine. They don't need it anymore. So they've stopped yeah. on their own most of the time. Right. right. And I think about like someone for instance who's treating back pain. I mean to reference Patrick again, he has kind of chronic back pain. He has a couple of herniated discs that he deals with a lot. Oh, get out. Okay. And like when your back hurts, it hurts and it's really debilitating for doing work, yeah. you know, being in conversation. And so if somebody is truly experiencing pain, I think about most doctors, I don't think most doctors mean to have a patient get stuck on medication or ruin their life over something they're taking. No, we want to fix you. Right. We want to so, make you better. Like to think like a medication comes out that makes you like feel better so you can actually start healing yeah right like it's i don't think that anyone means for this to escalate maybe there are a couple crooked doctors that are taking weird backhanded offers from big big pharmaceutical companies but i don't think most of them are i think just most people didn't really understand i don't think it started out that way I th- I don't think it started out that way. Like I think what you're saying is true. Like ten years ago, you know. Like I I think we had to though somehow see. You know there, that there should have been. Again, I'm oversimplifying grotesquely. You know there should right. have been limits. You know there should have been maximum amounts. There should be. Well, that's what the DEA know, is for. The DEA yeah. is there to cause limitations and to max out what you can yeah. give. Yeah. But it's still still gets ahead of you like still things happen and still we're in this situation when that happens people start you know going to other doctors and getting prescription pills from other doctors or getting them from other people and then what ultimately happens and what happens in both of the you know um, personal stories that i just shared with you is that people go to heroin Mm -hmm. because it's accessible 
And cheap, yep. And cheap, yeah. So. No, it's crazy. But I'm glad that we don't have that sort of prescribing capability, so I never have yeah. to worry about that. But I, really I, I pity people that. who are pain doctors, to be honest, because yeah. I, I actually I went and I met with one of the pain, especially there's a Swedish is a large um, local chain, kind of like a Kaiser, but a local hospital system around here. And I went to their pain clinic because they have a mm. kind of a notably good pain clinic in the area. They have all these resources, whether it be acupuncture, Tai Chi, different surgical interventions, et cetera. And right. anyway, it's really interesting how they exclude the option of um, treatment of a patient if they have any uh, addiction problem, if they aren't concurrently in an addiction management program. Yeah, okay, interesting. But I can't imagine trying to help someone and then wanting to believe them, but maybe the patient's being manipulative or whatever because oh, they're, God, yeah. they're sickness. Just... And I don't know, it's just a just a tricky situation to be in yeah i hope i hope this brings forth an end definitely well Well, on lighter topics yeah why don't we talk about the iphone 11 yeah let's do it because clearly max pro is or what is it isn't that what it is max pro 11 Max? max i think it's a max pro like there's a Max and a Max Pro. Oh, a Pro, Pro Max, Pro Max. Pro there's Max, the 11 like, Pro and then the Pro Max review. Mm-hmm. Pro Max. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if they could. The whole name thing. Let's just talk about the name thing for a second, right? Apple is very sleek and very like. Why are you on I numbers both, still? It's time to change. Both you and I are addicted, right? We're yeah. both Apple people. Yeah. Like you're more more so than I am, I think. But um, I am a MacBook person, iPhone person. You know, the the watch. You know, I've had all the phones. Um, they can't come up with something better. Like, do you think that they don't sit around and try and shop this out? And I mean, the X kind of was like, okay, now are we going to do something different? I agree. I thought the X was, 10, was a good change, but, but then now they're just jumped on 11. Like, move on. We're back think to the numbers. New. Yeah, think Can't about something new. But I am, I just told Patrick that I need this phone. Like, it's on my need list <laughs> next to like water and sleep and stuff. But it, what I, did he say? He said no. <laughs> he said no, we don't need it. He said, what doesn't he understand? He clearly doesn't understand anything. But my my you, true needs. He doesn't understand my true needs is a problem. But when you have one camera lens, clearly three would be better. Obviously. And More did better. Did you see the video of the like long-haired dog? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's an obvious sell. Like, I mean, that's all I needed. Dog in a video. And now I'm shaking his hair and like what looks like a like a flight simulator or something i need it i need it it. it and then when it turns dark boom lost me i basically bought it already if i could take a picture of my long-haired dog in a wind tunnel when it's dark yeah i'm sold give me three of them i'll take one of every color i don't care no but actually the camera is pretty cool and i feel like as you know eye doctor slash we're in the optical field we should know these things yeah, that's it's a need. It's, it's clearly a need. a need. We need to All, know and give true feedback. I did read a bunch of reviews because I did recently break my phone and so I am getting the iPro 75 Max and um they were all actually very good, and the 10 reviews were actually not that good. Um, actually, several of the previous iPhone reviews were not that good in comparison to the Pixel and some of the Android phones out. You know, they really have noted that I've seen um, very good reviews, that the camera is as good as they're saying, the battery life is excellent, those types of things. Yeah, it's kind of cool. They, if you go look on um, the... There's a couple different, I'll, I'll link one of them, but there's something on the Verve, which is showing um, a review of the iPhone 11, and they show some pictures, because like whether it be the Pixel 3 or some of the other Android-based f- phones, their night views and their night images were way better. I the remember- cameras, I think, were outshining Outshining. Apple now, the with the newer camera that they have, it's an ultra-wide um, 2.4 focal-length camera. 
and 12 megapixels, a wider field. They also switch between a wide, like kind of a fisheye lens to a normal lens, and they take uh, 4K video. And then the night image is what makes it kind of interesting the way that I'm they... I'm not convinced that the other two lenses on there actually do anything. <laughs> I think they're just... I think show. one of them is the <laughs> fisheye angle or fisheye lens. Okay. But anyway, in this in this thing that I'm looking at, it lets you slide between a pixel option camera or the camera that from a pixel. Sorry, the photo yeah. from a pixel of the same thing versus with the new iPhone. You see the difference. And they're real chic. Yeah, it looks really good. So anyway, it's pretty cool. So basically all optometrists need the newest technology. So yeah, that no financial interest. But no, no. Apple... Holla at you. Happy to promote here. for you. Yeah. <laughs> so happy to try things out early. Exactly. Totally. All right. Let's get 12. to general meat and potatoes. And this is a, okay. a topic I've been thinking about recently. And I don't know what struck me. It's just like really. This is be nice. Be nice. Public service announcement here. to patients, be nice. actually. Be yes. nice. So, man, my technician, Hana, literally. Hello. Sometimes I, I like the other day I felt like such a dumbass. A patient asked me for a prior authorization for something. She wants to get autologous serum covered, which apparently, FYI, Aetna covers it for some medication or for Seriously? some patients. Total total oh. tangent. But anyway, she was oh. like, "Can you? You have to get a prior authorization for it. Can you do that for me?" And I was like, "Um." <laughs> Doesn't the pharmacy send that? <laughs> like, I don't even know how to start it. So I realized, yeah. like, she does so much for me. And, the other, like, she, I see her on the computer sometimes, and I'm like, what is she doing? And then I realize she's doing all this paperwork for me. Like, answering emails. Of and most of it's, like, insurance stuff. Filling out prior authorizations. Stuff all these things that I don't even yeah. know how to do. I don't even know how right. to fill it out right. And she was like, right. oh, this got denied. And I was thinking like, oh, gosh, we got to call this patient. And she's like, no, I, I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she got taken care of. Okay. And I realized, okay, Jimmy, how many yeah. times do you have, I mean, you have what? How many students you work with usually on a day-to-day? Um, how many texts do you have? three right now. Okay, so. Uh, four or five. How often do they come back to you to report what what they found and they say, oh, she's so mean. Like the patient was so mean to me or so rude to me. Yeah. Give me a percentage. How often does it happen? Mm, Probably, you know, I'm going to say probably 20% of the time, 20, 30% it happens. More important question. Maybe maybe more, maybe less. Let's say it's 20% of the time. Yeah. Now you go in the room a little apprehensive that that Miss Miss Maggie is going to be rude to you. And how many percent of the time of those patients are they actually rude to you at all? Two percent. Never. Much less. Why? Or another another medical term. Another before you say that another (laughs) scenario. Patient calls in. They let me think of an example. Insurance isn't covering cyclosporin. I keep picking on them. And they are just being super rude to the call, like whoever picks up the phone. Oh, yeah. So mean. And then you call them like, oh, I got to deal with this. And they're like, oh, thanks for calling me. Um, I get it. Sorry. Like, thanks for clearing that up. And you know that your staff told them that. Great day. Like, why (laughs) do patients, why are they so mean sometimes? Do they think that it's going to make like something happen better for them? This is called niceness dysphoria. It is a medical terminology for individuals who have a propensity for meanness to people that are underlings, <laughs> not uh, at the top of the perceived food chain. And that when the top of the perceived food chain comes into uh, play, they change your tune and they turn nice again. I don't know. I just made all that up. But it's true. It does happen. And um, let me ask you, how do you handle that? Do you have in your head, you know, a game plan? You kind of go in with your guard up or do you just sort of act like, you know, whatever. It's just going to be all good when I get in there. Usually I go in there just like 
straight up like I would go in like anything. I like kind of ignore the comment at first You're not, just because like, I don't want to be kiss ass. No, I I don't feel like that's necessary. Like that shouldn't be my job. I'm not mean ever. So like, unless that they were actually being mean. But occasionally, right. if patients have crossed the line or if they really stir or upset my technician or upset my front desk or whatever, I do like to, after kind of ending the conversation, just say, you know, my te- my staff works really hard to make mostly me have a better opportunity to speak with you. So, yeah. like, please be easy on, like, please help them do their job. Like, you do you being mean to them makes them like not do their job like that's that's not fair for them because they're helping they're doing what i'm asking them to do yeah and so it's a shame I, I feel like sometimes people think like oh if i get angry and a lot of times people are just acting out of emotion but if i get angry then i'll get more attention and it's like no that's not how it works and in fact you just now make us not work to the same level that we normally would if we were being if you're being nice like we would maybe do way more faster if you were nice than you being rude Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You know, and uh, how how are you when you, like, say you're getting the runaround on, like, the phone with, like, I'm just going to use, like, a cable TV company. <laughs> like, do you, do you, like, it's interesting because in certain cases you ask for, like, the higher up so yeah. that you can to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, in that case, like, if you're on a cable TV phone line you're like you know what? i'm done with you get me you know the manager yeah. and then you rip the manager apart or <laughs> you know no you don't you, give me your your manager yes. you know right like yeah so it's interesting that it doesn't play out that way in healthcare. it really doesn't well i think too sometimes patients will be like i don't know if yours ever do this but some some of my patients will be like i don't want you doing anything i only want the doctor to do everything like, don't check vision. Don't check pressure. Don't do this. Don't do that. I want her to do everything. It's like, right. dude, we have a limited amount of time to do anything. Yeah. Why right. would you want me doing stuff that, like, I don't need to be doing someone else can right. help me with? And frankly, they're better at it. <laughs> right. It's like they do it better. And more importantly, then you are taking away time that we could just talk about the problem. Right. And I could look at the information and analyze it. Like, you're taking away from right. anal- analysis time. Right. I had... um another brilliant idea from my technician, Hannah. And like I said, she like makes my life better in so many ways. But she was talking about how I had a patient who like wanted to talk to me about something that easily could be triaged, right? I can't even remember what it was. Maybe it's like, you know, like a new sty. What do I do? Or something like that. And she was talking about how at one of her doctors, they have a, um, a, what is it called? basically a consulting fee in a sense if you want to have a phone discussion with the doctor yeah if you want to have that discussion and you only want to talk to the doctor that means the doctor has to take time out of either their lunch in between patients when they could be charting at the end of the day when they should be going home to their families to give you a call why should that be a free service when people come in to talk to the doctor in person Hmm. so if you want that service at her like at her primary care doctor, you can have the option to essentially buy a consultation time with your doctor. It's like a 10 minute window and you can pay 30 bucks to talk to the doctor. And I think there's some limitations on what you can talk about, right? So it's kind of like any other phone call you would get. But if if you want to tell a person, you know, I can't really do this over the phone, it's more appropriate for you to come in so I can really see what's going on. You can easily say that in the call too. But right. sometimes it's the patient just wants to like get your advice. Like how often for you has patients call you about what is, am I a good candidate for scleral lenses or do you, would Lipiflow be good for me? Or I want to know more about it. Can someone call me to talk to me about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have my staff and I need to come up with a better system. You know, we, we have an EMR and the EMR does have like a messaging thing built into it, but I hate it. It sucks. <laughs> so I don't like responding to the messages on the EMR. Um, so my staff will come and just like put sticky notes like all over my room. Oh, <laughs> so there's like sticky notes all over like my, my computer screen or like sitting on my desk like when I get in and then throughout the day. And so then I have to like respond to all those, you know, before I leave. And um, certainly that's not a good way of doing it. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do things in Pennsylvania. Um, 
So they yeah, don't just the point... do what's that little beep 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 beep. Yeah, Morse code. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said I smelled Morse code. Smoke signals. <laughs> I yeah. just said no, but I mean we do, we do, we get it. And and you know, right? I, recently, I have been really doing a lot more uh, blood testing for blood sugar and cholesterol and and um, CBC. And you know, I'm just you know, I'm a primary care doctor. You gonna go? And, you know, unless they're going to make an appointment, which I want them to do right there, I'm just going to go ahead and order the blood work. I'm doing it. And then I'll send them to a primary care doctor. They all have coverage for it. So, you know, it just kind of helps them, I think, get there. And it allows me to be a little bit more involved and um, get the ball rolling for them. And I think they appreciate that. So that's all fine and good. But <laughs> then I have to call them, you know, <laughs> right. that's that's the at the end of the day so most of the time it's fine sometimes it's not and and then we need to get a primary care doctor involved which is good but then again that requires the callback and so then i'm getting people that you know it's been a day or two days well he didn't call me about my blood work you know my dad <laughs> <laughs> well it's true no. it's like if you want a consult like that's what people come in like a right. normally at my primary care doctor i get i only get a phone call if something's wrong <laughs> like that's what right. they say so I think, I think having the idea of creating a phone consult program on your website, honestly, patients like that. It's a touch point, and it can say, you know, if you'd prefer to not pay, uh, we have trained staff that are that we personally train so that we can spend time with our patients and not have to divide our time event between phone calls, patients, etc. I wonder what you would um, do as far as time. Would would that be like a folded out time that you would do every day, like from two to three or four to five or one to two, whatever? I think that you know, it could be like kind of bounce through those person. Like we will call you within X hours, you know, twenty four or forty eight yeah. hours, business days, right? We'll call you in the next. If it was, let's say, thirty dollars, do you know if that was the price? For her, I thought it was 45, but I actually did some research myself because I was like, this idea is brilliant. I take yeah. multiple consults probably a month just on yeah. the phone. Someone just yeah. arbitrarily calls me about, especially contact lenses. Right. And like patients call me often on iPrint because I'm one of the only people in the Northwest that do it. Right. And so people will just call me to ask me questions about it. And I'm happy to do it. And in fact, I have my technician help me a lot with that oftentimes. Is it, is it patients that are calling? Usually or it is. is. It- yeah. Doctors. Okay. No patients will look it up or they'll hear, oh, I heard she did it or whatever. It, it could mm-hmm. be anything. But um, there's, it's, it's just like anyway. So I was looking up like basically programs. And if you look this up, just generally speaking, um, phone consult doctor's office. I saw a doctor that said essentially their credit cards on file and you block yeah, you have 10 minute that. segments like it's for you are going to get 10 up to 10 minutes. And then anything beyond that, you're prorated by minute. Wow. And I'm like, brilliant. You know, and if, again, if you don't want to talk to the doctor, then A, you can make an appointment and use your insurance, which everyone else does that wants to talk to the doctor. Or B, you can talk to the technician or staff that can call you when it becomes available. Hmm. Or C, if the doctor chooses so, you don't have to charge. You don't have to, it's a service. So it's a service fee that you're just opting for. You can charge if you want to or not. Are we are we talking about telemedicine? I mean, is that what this is? I mean, maybe, but is it almost like opinion? Like you're not diagnosing anything. I'm not going to prescribe something, but it's a, hmm. something that people are calling to get your ad- expertise on whatever. Sort of, it's sort of telemedicine esque. Kind of. You know, I was uh, you know looking into you know some topics for future discussions, and I was looking at uh, the Journal of Ophthalmology, and there was a link that showed the top ten most cited um, articles of 2019, and th- three or four of them were deep learning systems, so essentially computer software that was able to analyze. Um, tests and uh, questionnaires and help determine treatment for macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, and um, something else I forget, but several very common conditions, glaucoma, that's what it was, glaucoma, um, and uh, just just interesting, you know, that that's, that's definitely going to be in our future, there's no question about it. Definitely. 
yeah, I mean, I think something like that at least would be a, you know, something to help give patients the satisfaction and, and let them appreciate the fact that like this is a service that the doctor's doing to me that she doesn't have to do. And appreciate your time a little more too because they realize that they're paying for it and should have to. Right. But anyways, to round back around to the general be nice topic, I think that all of us need to do a better job generally educating our patients on the fact that if you didn't have your staff, your technicians, your front desk, your managers, your opticians helping you, their experience would be significantly lower. So being rude to them is literally worse than being rude to the doctor because they're making the doctor do their job better. Can yeah. I get an amen, brother? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Seriously, though. Hallelujah. Why don't we do a better job with that? Why do we just not rock the boat? I mean, I do this too. I just don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she was nice to me. Like, I feel like an asshole when I say that to Hannah. Like, oh, she was so rude. And I was like, oh, she was kind of nice to me. It's like, <laughs> why yeah. are they, why do people put me in that situation that, like, right. I'm not that much different. She's way nicer than me. Yeah. But I think people just think they can get away with being nasty just because right. it's not the doctor and that's screwed right. up people need you know, to know i i kind of um what i've done lately is i try to i try to head it off right in the beginning you know especially even if i feel like they're you know kind of holding back a little bit maybe there's still a little tension i will say you know what i sense a little tension can you tell me where that's coming from you know and and just to me and you let's just let's just talk about it let's get it out you know so before i really get into anything um, so I've done that a few times. And has, have you helpful. learned anything interesting or worth constructive? No, not really. I mean, some, usually patients just want to be heard and they want you to hear them. And so, you know, just letting them air their grievances usually allows you to kind of move on. And and just repeating, in my experience, just repeating what they've said. I've heard you. I'm going to try and do a better job and, and definitely try to make sure that you never have that same experience again. What can I do to make it better? You know, and just give them the opportunity to have an opportunity to right the wrong. So I think not to discredit that, but I think some people do it not even when there's a problem. Oh, definitely. Those definitely. are the ones I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, why do yeah. you got to do that? Right. But right. anyways, patient yeah. PSA, be nice. Be nice. These are your biggest allies. Like when they are your allies, they're everything you need is going to get done. Yeah. If it's possible. But <laughs> anyways, that's basically all I got. One yeah. last moment conversation that I want to share with everyone is this month, obviously October, it has some jam-packed good activities for mm -hmm. knowledge. We yeah. are both going to be at Academy, so tune in because we're going to be around doing something exciting. We haven't decided oh my yet. God. There's there's just going to be a ton of try not to blinking going on. Yes. <laughs> try not to blinkage. So many blinks. Um, yeah. I am also presenting at Academy with a pretty what? awesome topic called Rapid Fire... Uh, optometry in review. So basically, well, something like that. I can't remember the exact title, but basically it's a year in review. We have a beat the clock or pardon the interruption style uh, discussion where myself and Dr. Jackie Garlish, Dr. Mark Bulbitz, and Dr. Jake Lang are going to all present together and it's going to be really badass. So don't miss it. It's going to be at, mm, I think it's at 1.30 be there for, for one of the lectures so be there or be square and then cooler than that almost is <laughs> jimmy and i both are presenting together what? at i innovate on november 2nd that's in san francisco and if you guys haven't been to an i innovate event before your loss but it's not too late to make up for that Jake, uh, J Jimmy, tell them why. Well, uh, it is coming up. It's right around the corner. And we have some really exciting opportunities to go ahead and get involved. Um, I think we have a website, correct, where we can go ahead and send you guys uh, to to learn a little bit more. So it's 
iInnovate2019.com. You're going to want to go check that out immediately and uh, check out the, the headliners, which, of course, Roy and I will be part of that. But but there will be a ton of information on marketing and um, influencing. There is, I think, one of the most exciting things that I want to learn more about is video and YouTube. Um, the YouTube uh, guru of eyes will be there. Um, just a ton of stuff. So really, really cool. We both were at the last one. It was a great event and uh, look forward to being part of it this year, not just being in the crowd. The secret word is Cindy. C-I-D-N-Y. Cindy. <laughs> That's not right. It's C-I-N-D-Y. <laughs> C I D N Y. Wait, it's C I D N Y or C I N D Y? What did I say? You <laughs> said it wrong. No, I think I said it right. Cindy people. <laughs> All right. So we obviously like to complain about our lives and how hard it is and how much we have to do and all this stuff. And so Jimmy, I like to rely on him for things and he likes to let me down often. So instead of doing that, <laughs> I decided to take matters in my own hands and find yes. a true like ally in this. Yes. And I've been telling Jimmy for months that like I had this idea, how are we going to do it? And Jimmy was giving me really good ideas I gave all these good ideas. I'm very good at ideas. I'm like an idea guy. Yeah, but not an execution <laughs> guy. So that's where we're at. And so anyways, you know? so anyway. I took matters in my own hands and I decided to do a little research on Instagram, obviously the best source of information. Yeah. And I'd been kind of stalking a couple accounts that I liked that I saw were whether they were up and coming students or doctors or people that I thought would... Uh, be into engaging with us and interested in making content and good at making content. And so long story short, I stumbled across an account, which I'm going to link on our podcast. It's at Dr. Wait, at Dr. Cindy Shan. Yeah, that's Enter, it. enter <laughs> Cindy Shan. Hello. Yeah, that's me. That, that's it. Yeah, and I should so explain. <laughs> My account is preliminarily... Titled Dr. Cindy Shan for when I become a doctor in two years. Oh, uh, okay. So well, exactly. it's ready to go. Yeah, but I'm I technically not a doctor yet. It's wishful thinking. <laughs> exactly. I, like I, I guess so. Of this message. <laughs> yes. Well, either way, I've now officially deemed her our content wizard. And Ooh, which is way better than intern slave. No, not intern slave. <laughs> that's a nice content Wait, that's, wizard. That's not what you are at all. No. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> and, yeah, perfect. Not what you signed up for. Jimmy, don't screw this up. Shit. Anyways. I already messed it up. <laughs> so on her Instagram account, which if anyone's not following her, it's your loss because she has really awesome, like, really good graphics and if anyone manages an instagram account you know how hard it is to come up with good content and she makes good content and so cindy tell us where you're at obviously your second year second or third you're starting your third year right yeah just got into third year so that's exciting got in applied yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made it this far and wait a second where where do you go to school so i'm actually here in canada so woohoo to the great white north um, yeah, what does that right mean? here in Waterloo. 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 How do, you, how do you say that? How do I say that? Literally, Waterloo. Okay, as, you said as, it kind of slow. Ah, uh, because people kind of have a little like a little flair when they go because Waterloo. other people Waterloo. are Waterloo. French that are there too. Do you have to speak French to go okay. to Waterloo? No, no. Waterloo is in Ontario still. Mm. Um, See, so we twang. we don't have we speak a, like we don't have to speak French. But um, some of our students do speak French because they come from Ottawa or Quebec and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a so, school at Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. There is another school in Montreal. About that. Let me but just we tell are the you. only English-speaking school here. So that's right. exciting. Right. Mm. Let me just tell you something. Whenever I talk to anybody who's from Canada and they are a student or they are in maybe practicing in the United States, and where'd you go to school? Oh, well, you know, I went to... XYZ school in the US. Oh, okay, that's great. Well, what made you pick that? Well, you know, we only have one school 
up in Canada and it's like crazy hard to get into and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, they just piss and moan for about an hour about how there's just this one school and it's super hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so first of all, kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> to get into Waterloo. Uh, apparently it's a very hard school to get into. Yeah, it's competitive. And uh, so what do you think about that? Is that a, is that a thing? Is this a, something you hear about? Yeah, I do hear about it a lot. We are the only English-speaking Canadian school, so it's very hard to get in. And being kind of Central East Canada, some people from the West Coast choose not to come all the way over here. I'm from Vancouver as well, so I did have like a couple of classmates from undergrad who decided to go down to like Pacific or Berkeley to go to school instead. Yeah, so it, it's tough, but... Mm-hmm. So do you think the primary choice for all... Uh... Canadians who are interested in going to optometry school would be Waterloo given just like visas and money and just like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is it is it a a easier go from that perspective I know it's hard to get into but from a just I gotta go to a different country kind of thing yeah logistically speaking that's what I'm looking that's a really big part of it everyone has their own reasons whether it's to stay close to home or it's for financial reasons, or um, just the fact that you're learning from a Canadian school that has the same scope, right. um, and you're there, and everything is transferable. Hmm. Um, it makes things easy. Sure. Um, so people do choose it for that reason. And Are there yeah. a lot of... How many people are in each class? So we have 90 per class right now. Same oh, it's a pretty yeah. good size. It's a really yeah. good family of people. I love my class. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shout out. Shout out to class of 2021. 2021. Yeah, that's our class what's, name. What's the <laughs> mascot of Waterloo? Ducks? Waterloo Warriors. <laughs> Warriors. But matters. each of our classes has their own class name. Uh, what's yeah. yours then? So ours is Python, spelt P. E-Y-E, and then thoughts. <laughs> so that's us. I love puns. Yeah, and that's so like good. something you pick in your first week when you barely know each other, and you're like, okay, let's pick a class name, I guess. <laughs> I like nice. it. I like yeah, it a we lot. have some good, good options up there, but that's what we chose in the end. Well, why did you create your Insta account, your uh, wishful thinking account, Jimmy? Yeah, says. exactly. <laughs> so I, I chose my Instagram account to start that Instagram account because it's a platform a lot of people are on nowadays. Um, and the main reason why I wanted to start it was because I was seeing a lot of good accounts out there and I loved all the content, whether it was directed um, specifically for optometry and it was like a bunch of cases and it was all on their page, which was really cool. And then there are some other pages who are trying to connect with people every day, um, just like, you know, telling them what's good for your eyes, like what's yeah. good for eye strain, stuff like that. But I kind of also wanted to make something in between where it was good for um, just general everyday knowledge so when I started my account I knew I wanted to have some sort of um, theme Um, so I created when I created it there are topics on my everyday life at Waterloo and things that I do as a student but also I wanted to include my idea insta studies so if you go on my page you'll see that I have a couple different posts that are very similarly themed in terms of graphics and so those are just the ones that I came up with for introducing people who are scrolling through social media in their everyday life, their busy optometry life. There aren't many times when you would go and read papers on the side. I love it. Because um, lots of research papers, they have good info, but there's so much text and so much content yes. that who would have the time to go in there and read all of that? Oh my goodness, I yeah, love I it. Yeah, that's what, that's so then I... So yeah, so basically I realized a lot of people when they go read the papers, what they're focusing on is just the conclusion and like why they did study the main things. So I decided to take parts of that and put it into small, easy to read pictures. Um, And you can just slide your finger across um, and you can read like the purpose, the results and how they did it and the conclusion. It's like very quick. Oh, come on. Wow. Takes like a minute or two. (laughs) I was just going to say, how long does it take you to do it? For me to read them? Okay. Well, (laughs) and put it all together. Not Everything. too bad. Not too bad. Maybe like 20 minutes. Not okay. bad. Not too yeah. bad. So you know, once I sit down and do it, it's not that bad. When yeah. you actually make an effort to do things like this, especially in creating content, you end up kind of learning it yourself in a great exactly. way. So it is kind of like solidifying in your own mind yeah. slash helpful and pretty. 
Exactly. So that was another reason why I wanted to start the account was because I wanted to do stuff outside of school. Yeah. And study not just from the class and the text in class, but also from papers that are out there. Love it. And so I was like, what better way than to force myself into a project that I like? So here we are. Well, um, really, so you get an email from me or an Insta message, actually, I DM'd Mm -hmm. it. Um, asking you to be part of this and obviously you're in the middle of school and other things coming up you've got boards I think right yeah, you have to coming sort of yes in the next year yeah but like why did you think oh yeah I'll do this some people oh say no it's ridiculous oh my gosh I was like I have to do this it's funny you say that because when you messaged me I was on my way to Africa yeah it's true. <laughs> so I was like okay um don't won't have internet for a while for my <laughs> yeah. volunteer trip but um I was super excited because I've listened to the podcast for like a year or two now, like a year and a half. Just after you guys started was when I was introduced to it. And so I've been listening to it for all this time. An OG OG listener. I love it. Yeah, I know. And I was going to reach out to you guys, but then you reached out to me. So I was like, oh, it's even better. It's fate. It is. It is. serendipity i love actually it. very true well so that all our listeners who know now what's going to go on behind the scenes you are going to be helping us create some content yes. give us ideas on what to talk about especially from a perspective of a uh, uh optometry and training <laughs> student whatever um <laughs> give us more ideas because honestly it's one of the hardest part in doing this recording's the and fun I- part yeah. I love the Insta study, so that's yeah. definitely going to be something we're going to be talking on, and you're going to be presenting it. And it's yeah, a beautiful I'd love thing. To. Yes, people will get get a check out your uh, Instagram page. But before we wrap this up, real quick, Jimmy wants to obviously spark off our favorite part of every guest we have is really getting to know the real you. So we have getting a couple quick questions. You. <laughs> Jimmy's going to start. What is your favorite Canadian food? Oh my gosh. Well, it has to be the one food that everybody knows, and it's deserved poutine, of course. Oh, okay, poutine. What's your favorite American food? Oh, yeah. fried chicken. United States American. Okay, good. Fried chicken. Yeah, good. See, I was really wondering. I didn't what... even have to hesitate. On Avocados? That <laughs> I didn't know what you would like. I just had no clue what you would even come up with. So that oh, was. Oh, fried chicken, for sure. Oh, that was so good. Wonderful. Which word uh, do you say more of the cliche Canadian words? A, A. or hey? Oh. <laughs> Probably a. I, I do add that to a lot of my sentences. <laughs> yeah. But I greet most people with like, "Hey, blah blah blur blah blur." Is that a Canadian thing? I didn't no, know. No, but I feel like a lot of my Canadian friends will, whether it be a or hey, like at the end of a question, we're gonna go to the market tonight. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it could be an yeah, observation. You're right. it's, it's definitely interchangeable. Interchangeable. Two. I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I probably say a lot of a. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a stereotype. I will. I like it. Agree with yeah. <laughs> you're you're gonna go out into the rain. Uh, do you a uh, like pull your jacket up over your hair, or b pull out an umbrella and oh. put it up, or c just run through the rain? Who cares? <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm from Vancouver, which means that every single person owns a good raincoat, which okay. and no umbrellas because sometimes it gets windy and it's just not worth the struggle. So definitely put a hood on but i won't oh, run unless i have to you're prepared yeah i'd rather run than hold an umbrella though okay Deal. wow yeah. that's Deal. that's very interesting right. <laughs> i don't know what it says about you but it definitely says something well something that may say something about you not our favorite question but second favorite what's your refractive error ooh, i'm yeah. uh ooh, i'm extremely amotropic amotropic i'm very much plano plano obviously really? we're yeah, a, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a circle of amotropes here essentially yeah, yes. we should, none of us should be eye doctors. The type yes. yeah. I do have accommodative issues, as most students do. Of course I you mean, do. So. That all goes <laughs> away after school. <laughs> that was my one I feel like we all reach do for some stuff heart chart. while we're in school. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so so you don't wear any corrective error at all? No correction, no. nothing? No, but okay. I love sunglasses, right. that's for sure. Okay, good. What color lenses? If you're gonna wear sunglasses, what color lenses? Mm. Ooh, probably the classic brown. All right, and the last question, Roy, <laughs> hit it. So you know this question: What is your spirit animal? Oh my gosh! So I knew this yeah. was coming. So I kind of, I coming. actually thought about you it. Should have, you should have I this ready very to go. hard. <laughs> I know. I really should. I 
I think I'm going to go with dog. I like Ooh, it. Okay. Because okay. dogs are very loyal, and okay. I'm very loyal, okay. as my friends can agree on. Um, so also you need I'm... to be more specific. There needs to be a breed and a hair oh color. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, that was very specific. Okay, yes, because um, yeah. that's dog tough. is like saying, "Oh, I'm a mammal." No, it's not good enough. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, because dogs have their own characteristics. Hey, oh my yeah, gosh, come on. I wouldn't even know. No, no, you gotta pick. Something. I feel like a couple different ones. You know, Give okay, us I'll two. go with border collies. Okay. Okay. Good. Good answer. Yeah. You know. All and, right. Um, yeah, I mean, dogs are just amazing because. Agreed. They're so friendly. Well, not all of them, but when they are friendly, they're friendly. A good trained dog is friendly. Yeah, a good trained dog is friendly. And well, you know. we are going to determine whether or not. Well, I think you we'll also put votes in on what you're true. I would definitely <laughs> say that that's a good, good from the small amount that I know you so far. I agree. Seems. Oh seems wow, well, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can a- ask me again in six months. And we'll, right. We'll go see <laughs> right. if it's true. <laughs> all right, Cindy. More to come from Cindy, folks. Yes. Tune thank in. Thank you, guys. Amen. That about does it. Before we go, reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want to talk about either on Instagram, Facebook, or call or text us, 920-350-8622. We never leave without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both the amazing lenses they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in and listen to our next episodes. But until then, try not to blink. Blink.